This is SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. Uh, all right, should we get started? Let's 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 get this. Sh- right. Let's get this show on the road. Hey, good <laughs> listeners, welcome, welcome to this particular week of a slightly half halfway tipsy episode. We're one half tips mm. of a podcast called SG Fun. It's a Stargate podcast, and I don't know. It's comforting as fuck. You're welcome. I'm Sarah. Hi, hi, Sarah. I'm Tori, and listeners. You know, we we got the we're, the we're the real deal here. I know you got you have to swim through a slew of other Stargate podcasts, and you know we love them. We we love we lo- you know there there are there are friends that we don't know we have, you know our compatriots, uh, but but we but we know the the exact coordinates for the super chill vertical watering hole where you want to be mm-hmm. with us, mm-hmm. hanging out, comforted by probably your favorite show. Uh, not mm-hmm. necessarily ours, but we're here. But we're, you know, we're emissaries. Yeah, it's uh, the coolest places. Uh, PXX dash X sixty nine. That's, so, so That's fr- the planet oh, we're on, motherfuckers. Oh, oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's fun up in. It's fun yeah. up in. <laughs> and we'll Listen, so, Yeah, I don't really drink anymore. But I was like, I'm gonna. Oh, for old times' sake, I'm drinking for the podcast. You were talking. Well, you know, well, you know, we should really get right into this because this episode, you know, it's a special, it's a special episode. Season five, episode eight, the tomb. tomb. The tomb. It's a pretty good title, I suppose. But uh, it's a pretty good title. Um, I've got so I'm gonna try to tell you my title, but please remember that I'm a French speaker first. <laughs> so I have episode eight. I'll use a pack of pyramid. No, no, no. Pack of cigarettes. <laughs> pack of cigarettes. Yes, <laughs> that's today's episode. I was trying to do something with the word ziggurat and I couldn't figure anything out. That's good. Well, I immediately was thinking about cigarettes and then she literally picked up a pack of cigarettes and I'm like, oh, is that how they came with the name of ziggurat? No, but ziggurat's a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> how stupid I am sometimes. <laughs> no, I mean, no, that's pretty good. I mean, I had episode eight. One of these major military powers is just like the other. Ooh, I like that. That's very good because in that, I think I'm going to skip to down the list to episode eight american hubris russian sociopathy or russian hubris american sociopathy oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it's all, it's all the same uh well i also got episode eight watch my shisht that rings a fucking bell i think it means ass in russian oh no yeah i thought it meant six oh that that <laughs> count that works still too watch my six right that's true that's true um <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> I think it means I, ass. <laughs> episode eight. Well, actually. Oh, what? Because there's a lot of is that. It, oh, I guess there is, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Uh well I got episode eight. Uh McNeil meets McComrade. I like that. I think. I got too many kernels in the kitchen. <laughs> That's- <laughs> No, yeah, no, we're, we're man, we're synced, we're synced up here. Uh, 
I also got episode eight, Speak Friend and Enter. My Lord of the oh, Ring. That's my Lord of the Ring I, boys. Mine like that is I have Daniel Jackson finally gets inside. Oh snap. Yeah. But he needs the tomb's consent and he has to like find the magic button, you know? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like a new day for him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, also on the Lord of the Rings back, uh, I've got episode eight. Russians are back on the menu, boys. It's <laughs> only the Russians. <laughs> I've got four women. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, finally, I've got that Zescalated Zwickly. I like that a That's lot. That's my ziggurat one. Yeah. Oh, my God. My last one's not funny. Oh, yes, it is. No, it's not. It's joint mission. And I'm like, about time, man. It's like, that's actually TXS-420. That's Whoa, whoa man. <laughs> whoa, man. Whoa, whoa man. man. There's a ma'am. Ma'am, sir. Woman, There's a woman here. There's woman. a woman here. There's a woman here. <laughs> uh, well, this episode aired August 17th, 2001. Directed by our boy, Peter DeLuise. Writer Joseph Malozzi, and also you know, and Peter also has an uncredited actor credit in this Where? episode. He <laughs> he is uh, Lieutenant Krinsky, uh, the person they're going to go find. You see a quick photo of him in the dossier that they hold. Up. Oh, that's funny. It's like that's it's adorbs. It's him. Like, no, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's him. Did Peter DeLuise like buy the show. Yeah, it's his show. He owns. He owns. He owns the uh, a actual Stargate. It's, uh, wee wee wee! Isn't that that's like a European emergency siren? Wee wee! I uh, don't know. Oh yeah, uh, it's the island. The island is not gonna blow up. The mountain will though. The mountain's gonna blow up, Tori. It yes. This podcast is too boring. We yes. need some fucking tension. 24 yes. seconds for no reason. Yes. Is it your turn? Uh, I'm on the list. Yes. I. Yeah, it's my yes. name. All right. Let me. Uh, do, okay, go. Oh, uh, they're, they're, they're a, a ziggurat, not a pyramid, a ziggurat. A ziggurat, I tell you. Daniel can't get the door open, <laughs> but they realize that the Russians have been there. So daddy's like, hey, take another Russian team. Go go in there. Figure it out. So they go with the, uh, a Russian team, and they're inside the ziggurat. Lots of bricks. So many bricks and bugs that eat you. And they, and they get closed in, but then they figure out a way to get out, but not without some... We're all dead. Are we all lived? Nah, we're I, yeah, the, yeah the ziggurat the ziggurat collapsed the brickwork the, all that brickwork. Did the silly puppet eat us to death? <laughs> oh, <the> Aww. <laughs> that, yeah, rubber rubber puppet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, sweet. I mean, this episode starts real quick with Daniel can't open doors and MacNeil is a dickhead. So, <laughs> and then Teal, who's often announcing, I know that. I know this, I know this. And that's like all the lines he gets. So he doesn't know what this is. So he has to announce, I do not know what that language is. But we got, and they're, they're doing all of this under the eve of a, of a crazy ass looking pyramid. Oh, not a pyramid. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What, what is this? Ziggurat. 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 Oh, you say ziggurat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not a fucking pyramid ladies and gentlemen and the writing on the door is not goa'uld 
It's cuneiform. That's like Babylonian. Yeah. Shit. Daniel's creaming over. He's just like, this is great. I love that. <laughs> I really love this stuff. I know, but then like McNeil keeps interrupting him, his whole moment by being like, well, do you know enough about it to open the door yet? Do you know enough about it to open the door yet? Do you yeah. know enough about it to open the door yet? It's like, oh my God, are you seven years old? Why don't you go home and I'll work on opening the door <laughs> and I will. I'll keep Teal here with me or Sam because they're both like patient adults and I'll send one of them for you. When I've got the goddamn door open. Well, I mean, not, I mean, I don't know. Not, I mean, Dan, I, I think Daniel wants to be alone because even, yeah, because even Teal's like yeah. uh, this pyramid. He's like, it's a fuck. It's a ziggurat, you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> it's like, whoa, well, dude. And they're just like, and he's so like, like you said, Greenman, because he's like, uh, I don't even think anyone stood here for like 3000 years. And Carter's like, mm, yeah. I, now I'm going to fuck up your situation <laughs> yeah. because I just found some Ruski cigarettes. Wah, so, wah. Yeah. <laughs> that happens everywhere. Doesn't isn't, isn't Russian cigarettes just like they're just littered throughout the world. They're everywhere. They're like, yeah, here in know, every nation like, on Earth. Everyone's always finding Russian cigarettes. Who the hell like litters on some other planet? Like it's not part of their mid- military protocol. Don't leave any of your like pack it in, pack it out. And that was like a half a pack too. Yeah, that's what, when they find a pack that actually has cigarettes. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't think smokers do that. Unless I know that they're going to be there for a while. Maybe they might leave it outside, but even still. Yeah. So yeah, dun, dun, dun. After credits. Intro, intro, intro. Yeah. Uh, we get a briefing where McNeil, Max explains to daddy what <laughs> Russian commandos are like. <laughs> and once again, but Stanley Jackson down. For failing to open that fucking door, because again, McNeil's a bit of a dick. He's a bit of a dick in the just a bit. He, I mean, just he's a dick in this episode. Yeah, he's total There's, dick. It's not just bits. Uh, yeah, he's not even really funny. He's just really an asswipe. It's when whenever it comes to Russians, he suddenly goes full serial mode. Like he's got major PTSD or something. Oh man, he's got some Cold War feelings. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, and you know, and they're sitting there talking about it, and and they have the gall to be incredulous that the Russians could maybe have fudged their numbers a bit. It's like this whole episode, yeah, this whole episode, yeah. it's it's so funny. It's the irony, right? The incredulity the, of yeah. just like, oh, I can't believe that they, that, oh, they might have had secret orders. Who would keep secrets? It's it, it's it's. it's <laughs> Like uh, my favorite part of like probably any episode is when uh, Zukov or whatever his name is, is like you have fucking been acting on behalf of all of Earth for years. So sit down and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's the hubris. (laughs) Well, yeah. And so they daddy decided, oh, there's Russian cigarettes. I should contact them. No one else would have those cigarettes. Right. Uh, I'll blow. I'll just blow it all out, out, out the open. And so, yeah, the, the Russians, they, they're like, all right, OK, yeah, we had a major uh, Kerensky. I guess he went to this planet. He 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 was uh, he left the Siberian base, uh, the one that you went to at Counselor Troy six days before you got there uh, and then mm. never showed back up. And so they don't know what happened to him either, but they're kind of interested now. Kind of. And and also and one and someone who left with them was a Dr. Britsky and Anthro yeah. that Daniel knows. He's like, I know that well, dude. And then there's the more incredulity about like, how could they have a secret team? And I think daddy has to be like, you know, like Mayborn. 
<laughs> yeah, and yeah. Like, and they're like, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay. Well, even yeah. Teal Creek brings that up. He's like, yeah, like um, NID. I guess it's Teal. You remember I those three it. episodes? Three, four episodes of that, Daddy. Well, yeah. Well, Daddy's like, feel. I can feel the heat coming off. I feel the cold coming off of you, O'Neill. Just talking about this, but I'm gonna have a team go with you. And he's like, um, no. And Daddy's like, decision made. Um, so. Yes, <laughs> they're on their way. I didn't ask you before. I yeah. told them to roll. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, they're gonna be here any minute, and we're gonna be, we're gonna move from this briefing room to a whole other conference room, and in that conference room. For some reason, when I introduce you to the Russians, my voice is going to yes. crack dramatically yes. Yes. when I say yes. Colonel O'Neill. Yes. And that's the take they're going to use when they air the episode. Yes. What, what happened? Is, is daddy nervous? I don't know. So, Colonel O'Neill. <laughs> Colonel O'Neill. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. The Russians are here. Uh, the Russians are here. The Russians are coming. And one of them's a ma'am, okay? His daddy walks right in the room and he's like, gentlemen. And which, <laughs> with his whole body, like McNeil with his whole body, like gestures toward this woman and goes, and ma'am, 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 there's a woman in here, a ma'am. Like, wow. What's happening? She seemed uh, she seemed pretty chill with the gentleman. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's She's fine with it, militarily speaking. Well, if she's not fine with it, she's also oh. like got that stoic Russian shit going on. Well, yeah, I don't that, know. that whole thing is going on, right? And like, she's just like used to it, I bet. She's yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. I have more important shit to worry about. Well, do like, you think when O'Neill did that, she was like, oh, oh, that's kind of nice of him. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> like... Thanks for making me a spectacle. That's not even the corollary of gentlemen. It would be lady, right? That's true. Well, yeah, no. Oh, Neil. That's... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the Russians proceed to talk about Deanna Troy for some reason and not have Deanna Troy be in the episode at all ever. So, like, why bring her up? Well, at Zukov, obviously, he's trying to he's he's somewhat trying to be cordial, I suppose, or to, or give a bridge. You know, build He's a like bridge Deanna likes you guys. Deanna yeah. said you guys were dopest, dopest fuck. Like, yeah, we heard it. We've we know about it. we've heard about you. And O'Neill's basically just like, oh, we don't know who you are. You know, it's like, yeah, he's yeah, he's just cold immediately. Uh, and then Daddy's like, all right, go ahead, Daniel. And Daniel begins the greatest presentation of all time. Oh, does he? Because I've got written down about that presentation. Blah 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 how the Russians found the planet and went looking for some magical loot. That is. Well, I meant, I meant tech wise. Oh, and then it ended with daddy saying you have a go. And O'Neill going swell. One thing I, I wanted to mention during the meeting. Yeah. They realized, cause he talks about Dr. Britsky and they, they had found like a, you know, he had found some tablets with gate coordinates, but this is before they knew anything about the gate. But once they got the gate, they realized it was a phone number added it to their list that they got from uh, Mayborn. Yeah. And they bring up the eye of Tiamat. That's what they were looking for. What's that thing supposed to do? It's just got magical power. Gives powers. Gives powers. And, the, you know, the camera goes to Zukov just, you know, real quick. You know, he's stone faced. O'Neill's like, oh, oh yeah. Hey, wait. And this isn't. Yeah. This is the part where where O'Neill tries to throw some shade about secret operations and Zukov just spits straight facts at him. This is the part, right? 
in this yeah, meeting where he's, where he's like, like, Americans, Americans, you, Americans, Americans. Yeah, what are you talking about? You, what, what have you been doing for years? You got no legs to stand on. And O'Neill had no words to speak back, like nothing. He, he just like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just going to look surly then, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, but yeah, but then, yeah, then they throw it to them comparing their dicks. I mean, guns, yes. And then and then um, they get to the gate room. The rest of the team goes through. They're in camo. Uh, they're, they uh, The SG-1 decided on desert camo for this operation. Seems a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go through the gate, and as a power move, McNeil's like, oh, after you. And then the weirdest thing, Zukov goes through and then as if he's never seen a gate before, McNeil kind of waves his hand and dips his hand into the vertical water and then just pulls it back out and then walks through. couple things. Am I misremembering or was there a point at which if you put any part of your body through the gate, your whole body got sucked through the gate? Uh, no, you're not misremembering. That is true. Mm-hmm. My thought was that he did it quick. Like if you do it quickly, like it doesn't latch. You know what I mean? What the fuck was he doing? I I, I don't know. He's just he he's a surly little kid. This whole thing, even before they go through the gate, he starts going on Zukov again. And Daddy from behind the glass can see it. And he's like, "Is there a problem?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's like, "Do I need to go on this mission with you?" Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's he like, looks, yes, you he do looks- actually. Throughout this episode, when they're at the SGC, Daddy lets McNeil mouth off a lot to people who like where he's like really fucking up some diplomacy. Yeah, I don't know what Daddy da- Daddy knows best. Daddy knows better. Anyways, so we're on planet desert. Planet uh, Ziggurid. Ziggurid. Daniel's still trying to open that door. Apparently, it's been forever because the last time, and I don't believe this. When Jack's like, how how much longer? And he's like, almost. He's like, you said that an hour ago. And I'm like, oh, I don't believe you waited a full hour to ask. <laughs> so he's like fed up with McNeil. So he's just like, Daniel Jackson is like, listen, do you want to do it? And he's like, fucking finally, Carter, get out the C4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and that motivates Daniel Jackson Ooh. to find the magic button. Well, it's funny. Finally. Because this, uh, yeah, like, yeah, O'Neill's, he might be be snappy about using C4 now. It's going to change. Mm-hmm. Right. Once he gets a little inside. Once you're inside, it's different than when you're outside. I mean, the construction of this thing is that. looks pretty awesome, but it is literally just bricks. The whole thing. The whole thing is just bricks. It's a huge... Lego it is kind of shitty how when he's outside of it, he's like, let's blow the door. I don't care if it knocks the whole thing down, even though we're on a potential rescue mission. But when <laughs> I'm inside, absolutely not. So. Well, Daniel does it. Bell lock and uh door opens, although it doesn't open gracefully. Jesus. Stones are falling. Dust. My God. It's for. Hey, listen, it's 4000 years old. Right, Stopping well, such a dick well, about Jesus, it. It's pretty I mean... nice. They've kept it up for how old it is. So. <laughs> But it does look really cool. I really, I really, I'm, I'm, I was really curious, like where they filmed it. Oh, probably at the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland. <laughs> no, it's, 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 there's too many, there's too many different rooms. Uh, it's mm-hmm. weird struck, weird, like a- brick angles. I'm like, this is brick laying like 401, right? Like this is pretty cool. Oh yeah. Maybe even 501. All right. Well, yeah. So they're just wandering around. They split up. 
the one member for each yeah. team goes with the others because you know no, there's well no- and again it's this thing of like Ugh, you're gonna do what i'm doing that's not fair because mcneil's like all right but uh we'll split up but teal is going with you because you're not trustworthy <laughs> and so zukov who is just gonna be like i don't care and he's like okay fine my whatever major so-and-so is going with you yeah, yeah. and mcneil's like ah, fine <laughs> Well, it doesn't take them long to find. Like Carter immediately finds a body. Yeah. Well, not and a body. Some it's ominous shit. The skeleton. ominous shit to find this dead guy. It's been ten months, and this is a some picked clean bones. And it, uh, it's it's got tons of tiny little teeth marks on it. I guess so. Which is why I wrote down. You know, the movie Pitch Black only came out like a year before this episode. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was thinking about this Doctor Who where there was this like a cave full of little like birdie things that would eat your flesh. When did that when did that come out, that episode? Oh, like well after this, I think. Yeah, oh, okay. well after before this, pitch yeah. black or after pitch black. So after pitch black, guys. After, after, after. I mean, everyone, everyone after all of this. Like the new the newer who the good shit. Uh, I don't remember which doctor, but you know. Well, yeah, no, the, yeah, this guy, and it's one of the Russians. So it's one of the what's one of the uh, Kerensky's team that they came to find good rescue mission lads. Right. So they find this dead body, but the Russian plus Teal team finds a sarcophagus. And I'm like, keep Daniel away from the sarcophagus. Yeah, you can't you can't have him around that stuff, man. I mean. And he's all, you know, radios like they're radioing back and forth. We found a body. Well, we found a sarcophagus. OK, well, like we're going to open our sarcophagus. And McNeil's like, absolutely don't move. We're on our way. And Zukov is like, I hate you. And I'm going to do what I want because I'm also a colonel. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so they do it. And of course, and there's like a t- floor trap. Of course, there is. You yes. know, just some elegant, some Indiana Jones shit, the doy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the whole pyramid starts to break. <laughs> so they all make a run for the door. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Especially Manchenko. Manchenko. Oh, Manchenko. What are you doing, Manchenko? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look. The gruesome, it's gruesome as fuck. He tries to do an Indiana Jones slide under the door, but it's so dusty and he gets caught. Like he's got all those pockets on his cargo pants. He gets caught. Yeah. And he gets yeah, yeah. smashed. They're like, get move. And he's like, I'm stuck, man. It's like hard. To, I'm freaked out. And he gets smashed by the fucking door. So like, even if they do dig out, they have to climb over his fucking body. Well, in the door itself, it's like the Star Wars sort of like, yes. like, like a diamond. And so it's like, Menchenko, how the hell do you even get in there? Like you'd ha- you have yeah. to position yourself like that in such a way. Was he? Yeah. And it's got, it's got like Star Wars doors have like those teeth too that like go into the ground. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or is that Indiana Jones doors? I don't know. Who cares? Probably both. And well, well, I, maybe he was trying to be brave. He was trying to help his comrades out, but no, he gets crushed to death. <laughs> disgusting and uh so uh they're trapped they're trapped in the brick and they're in in they're trapped with the sarcophagus which daniel's like oh what a crazy trap i mean to be stuck in the room with the sarcophagus should we open it guys do you think we should open it and i'm like again keep daniel away from the sarcophagus he's like but what if we just like i just want to i just want to see what's inside oh i didn't think about this yes smell what's inside Mm -hmm. i just kind of want to (laughs) be inside of it or whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't know what, whatever we should do. And he never leaves that room. Everyone's going <laughs> no, all over the place. He's, 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 he, yeah, he's left alone in that room. Even holy mm-hmm. shit! What if he got a hit? 
Oh man. Well, yeah. Once they're once they're all back in the room after they realize they've been trapped. Uh, yeah, you know, O'Neill's like mad at him, obviously. He's like, I gave you an order. And Zukov's like, you know, someone would have hit hit that trap eventually, though. You know, it's cool. Like, Would they have, though? Because here's the deal. I don't know how the last dudes got trapped in there, but I know it wasn't by stepping on that trap because the trap hadn't been triggered yet. Plus, when they w- waltzed through that door that Manchenko got smushed by, they didn't have to dig through a pile of fucking rubble. Yeah. So apparently... Maybe nobody would have set that trap off. <laughs> well, and, and well, and not to mention the fact that you know it's traps upon traps upon traps. At Daniel's, like, let's open that sarcophagi. It's like, and they just go at it. They just brute force. Well, it. he tries. He tries to open it, and at this point, you're like, wait, which one of you is a sarcophagus addict? Because he's like, oh, I can't find a button, and McNeil's like, God, do it myself. Oh well, and, like <laughs> stabs a dagger into the opening and starts prying it open, and I'm just like, I feel like the seal on it's probably better than that, but sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a small dagger too. Like that's ridiculous. Uh and yeah, but uh, they do. They brute force it open and there's a skeleton inside, okay? But it's also been eaten. It's also got those little little bite marks, little bite marks all over mm-hmm. its skeleton, I guess, eaten alive. This show is about to get kind of freaky. Oh. I feel like this show gets a little fucking weird. Okay. Like whatever gould that is is one twisted ass motherfucker. <laughs> well one we don't know it's a gould yet we find that out later right well no they look at it as they're looking at it how it's dressed they're like okay well this was the gould this was marduk is that, Mar- is that was that the I, name Mar- 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 marmaduke marmaduke. Mar- marmaduke so they're like obviously an animal ate him and dan and jackson like well where the fuck is it now which is like a wee little touch of aliens right there's like some well, yeah, because right after he says that, it cuts to like this very large web that's sitting on a wall and oh, something coming out of it. You're, just yeah. like, you're like, wait, did they miss that? <laughs> and then and then Marduk, Daniel starts telling a story about how his own he was such an evil motherfucker mm. that his own priest rebelled against him and locked him in the sarcophagus. Yeah. And I'm just like, listen, though, how much worse can a ghoul get? And were these human priests or Gould priests or Jaffa priests or like how they how they pull that one off? Man, I didn't th- I didn't think think much about that either. That that had there had some crazy shit because it is very difficult. To, well, and you know what? Let's just let's just leave it there because I, given what the choices this Gould is going to make and has made prior to this episode, I absolutely believe he was that that wild that they were like you know even if he is a god i don't care no you know what it was it's easy he wanted to make another like four wings brick wings on the cigarette mm-hmm. uh because this shit is wild and he's like all right guys yeah get get your masonry tools together we're gonna make another four and they were like nah fuck that fuck that look look at this place we've been doing nothing but laying brick mm-hmm. for a thousand years like what do you think we are exploited workers Building a Qatari stadium for FIFA? Yeah. No. Absolutely Cross not. Cross the line. Cross you're the line. Too, you're getting, you are approaching that level of evil. Ladies and We're gentlemen, taking you out. we just realized we that the that the FIFA owners are worse than Goa Uld. <laughs> yes. Oh, I think we knew. You think the Goa Uld are bad <laughs> evil? I have a question. Yeah. Who closed the sarcophagus? Did they ever open it? 
Uh, uh, it is, yes. They, they opened it. They, they definitely opened it. Who the fuck closed it? And why? P- perhaps of its own volition, perhaps of its own thing, you know? Uh, auto, it's auto, like a curling iron that turns itself off? Yeah, or they the creature got out and they decided just to close it. Oh, you know? the creature close it. No, no, oh, the no. The creature knows I mean. where the button is. The creature knows where the button well, is. Well, no, no. It, it just crawled out. Then they just closed it later. They were just like, well, there's nothing of any interest here. We got, well, we got the spoilers alert eye of Tiamat mm-hmm. from, from this, from this guy. So we don't need this open anymore. Right. I have an important question. Yeah. So if a, Gould jumps into a host body. Like, let's say a ghoul jumped into one of my cute dogs. No. They're smart dogs, but they're not smart. Um, does the Gould, is the Gould able to keep thinking like themselves or are they only able to think at a dog's level? Like, who's running that show? Well, I, I, I could imagine that it's the Gould, right? Uh, that they keep, they maintain their sentient brain power but that's the thing it's like i mean i know like i know dogs are sentient but you know what i mean like cognizant my my question is is it takes a whole different kind of brain to be like running around on four feet four legs or you know having that kind of eyesight you know what i'm saying let alone this creature which is some sort of fucking rubbery Squid no, no, it's slash... like it's a fly slash aardvark. Yeah. Slash squid. And so uh, this uh, Goulds, apparently they can just, they can just inhabit any sort of body and will understand the intricacies of movement uh, completely well, see, and perfectly. This, this question is important to me later. Well, even now, so I'm talking about what a freak show this particular fucking Gould is because it's important for me to know <laughs> if a Gould gets into a body such as this creature, is he like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm still me. This is different. Or like what, I guess, why would the Gould then eat the first humans that come in (laughs) instead of, you know, taking over one of them and escaping? Well, you know, it was locked in that sarcophagus as this creature for like, what? 2000 years or something like that lost its marbles it lost its it lost its fucking marbles then it just killed this just killed everybody and then later it was like oh well okay that was dumb get my oh now that i'm i'm super fed i'm back out uh let's cocoon myself for a little bit i don't know how long we'll be waiting here i'm still stuck okay but then the first thing when like then it has time to think that was rash i had a chance to be human body again bipedal you're right and then it only, I know I'm jumping ahead, but it only leaves the creature's body. And there's only one creature in the, in the cave. I don't know. Where's his family? But, oh, it only jumps to a human host later because it's the creature's mortally wounded by, by Sam, by unable to be repaired by the symbiote. So, I mean, maybe it was having fun. I mean, maybe, you know, yeah, maybe this dude is Marduk is, he's a fucking freak. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because when you're right. They split up to like look for the look for some stuff just to figure some stuff out. And Carter and the the Russian soldier uh, Valeni or something like that, they're walking around. Yeah, it, it, it sort of attacks her. It doesn't try to get in her. No, it just it it's bites st- her like a st- fucking <laughs> vampire, like a four, like a vampire with four teeth on the neck. It's so oh, weird. Man. Yeah, they, they get attacked by this thing. Uh, Carter starts shooting. 
Um, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Tilk and Zukov, they find the rest of the Russians. And they're all Teal'c, dead too, right? Tilk doesn't understand the assignment because he fully, like in this majorly obvious way, he turns his back on Zukov almost like he's trying to help him. <laughs> almost like he's like, oh, I could never let you see those files that are in that second cabinet from the right over there. Oh my God. What's this over here on the floor in the opposite direction? That's how Teal'c is behaving, which allows Zukov to get this champion party supply, like Indiana Jones knockoff oh, fucking oh, love it. giant fucking piece and like stick it in his yeah, pocket. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, just kind of stick it in his chest pocket. But yeah, everyone hears Carter shooting. But you know, you know, guess who McNeil's best friend is? Oh, uh <laughs> Daniel Jackson. Daniel Jackson. Because the only person he checks in with is Daniel Jackson. When he hears the gunfire, he's like, Daniel Jackson, report. <laughs> and he's like, it's not me. And he's like, all right. <laughs> oh, let's go. Let's let's go. Uh, and then like Teal'c is like third tier best friend. That's probably why he doesn't talk very much right now. Because mm, yeah, he goes to pissed. second choice is his lady love. And this is where like this because they, they roll up to Carter and Carter's like, yeah, there's something something bitter. And you know what, uh, guys, I haven't brought this up in a very long time. <laughs> I've got this too. You know, I have this too. I've brought it up in a while, but just gotta let you know. I, yeah, I sensed Jolinar. This pissed me off. Oh, guys, yeah. I feel like it's established that she can't sense shit anymore. That Jolinar has like worked its way out of her body. And like, she couldn't even try to help Cassandra a few episodes back. And now suddenly, suddenly she's Jolinar again. She's like, I sense something, a presence. Yeah. It's a ghouled. All kinds of weird shit's happening in this episode, like where you don't get sucked in the Stargate and suddenly Teal can sense ghouls, which doesn't make any sense, but whatever. So, and Sam can too. I can too. I can too. I, I, yeah, I can too. I can too. I'm Jalinar. I'm Jalinar. I'm Jalinar. <laughs> but she didn't. It's like, it's almost like she's self, it's almost like somebody humiliated her publicly and like, Oh my God, are you, were you Jalinar? Really? Oh my God. You're so special. Oh my God. Look at me. I'm Samantha. I was Jalinar. And so now she, she's really low key about it. <laughs> and she doesn't even say, don't forget that I was Jalinar. She's just like, Oh, I didn't. Um, so I sensed her. I sensed a presence. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. all I'm that's all I want to say. Well, yeah, that's how they come up to the conclusion. And so they all go back to the main room. And this is the this is my question. I mean, I guess I I had I know the answer, but I I was just like, there, there's no reason for them to be in there anymore. No, but that's where McNeil tells everyone to go. It's like everyone go back to the main room. Well, yeah, and and but then he's like, We're we can't, we're not leaving. O'Neill makes oh, it right. at, makes mm -hmm. it seem like they still have something to do in there, but there's nothing to do. The rescue operation is obviously done. That's over. They found all the bodies, right? They found all the bodies. Uh Daniel got Britsky's journal, which I don't know if you saw it, but it's a beautiful 300 page sketchbook slash journal. Like he has a drawing of the eye of Tiamat. Daniel has all the information he's ever going to want. Like, yeah. it, it, like he's done. Uh, Tilk and Tilk's like, yeah, there's no one to rescue anymore. There's no reason for us to be in here. There's none. So it's really weird though, too. Like that's, I think that's a very important question is like, why does McNeil think they should stay? And then, but why does Zukov suddenly like, listen, when Manchenko got smashed, Zukov was like, meh. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but somehow when 
I can't remember her name gets bitten. He's like, we have to get out of it here, man. She's dying. Oh, well, and I'm you like, know. you don't fucking, you're scared as fuck. <laughs> you want to get the fuck out of there. Cause you are terrified. And you're like, no, suddenly I care. And they both challenge each other on, on these things. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you want to leave? Why do you want to stay? Well, the one thing that O'Neill has is that he's like, well, we don't, we can't just blow ourselves out. I don't know if any of you have noticed it's all just made of brick. We do an explosion. It literally just might all collapse on us. We have to look for an opening or something. Right. And also Daniel Jackson, I don't know who he thinks is left to rescue because we've just talked about how there's nobody, but he's like, we're not. And I'm like, who does he, I have like, does he trying to like, does he think that they should rescue the ghoul bug? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know. He just wants to stay around the sarcophagus. That yeah, that's right. That makes the most. He just wants to. He just sense. yeah. And then so like one of the um the Russian guy who is neither the lady who got bit oh, nor Valar- the man Valarin. who got smushed, v- Lieutenant Valarin. Yeah, Lieutenant Valarin is in the room. It's the woman who got bit, Valarin and DJ, and DJ is like, "How's she doing?" And he is like, "Well, I don't know. Let me touch my flashlight to her chin and shine it directly up her nose from like." Yeah. One inch away, literally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, she's fine for now. <laughs> and I was like, what is he doing? What weird fetish is this motherfucker? Oh, have? well, and they they also uh, present that like, yeah, uh, in the journal, the journal is so well kept that Daniel has. He's like, yeah, so apparently uh, Kerensky was the first to get bit. He died like a couple days later. There's a poison. So she's we're on a time limit with her as well. So it's like, you got to get the fuck out. Okay. This, well, no, it doesn't really answer a question I have later, but I'm glad that that establishes timeline. I did miss that. But Valenko, Pachinko, Pachanga, <laughs> he's like, oh, Valarin. Valarin is like, well, I don't even remember what he said he was going to do, but Daniel Jackson is like, don't they have horror movies in Russia? Yeah, you go yeah. down that dark, deserted <laughs> hallway by yourself, and I'll stay in this scary, deserted room by myself. What? <laughs> That's pretty good. But Valarin hears something. He hears some skittering. So he's like, you know, I'm going to go check it out. And you're like, and that's why you're going to die in this movie, because you are going toward the sound. Peter DeLuise does do a little a couple of shots of like POV of the creature a la Alien 3. Oh, yeah. So that you know that it's around. That's why I called it like. I put fly or spy, I guess spider. Too, oh yeah. Cause it's kind of more apt segmented. I guess eyes. spider's more apt because of how it like spins. What, whatever that it doesn't really look like, I don't know. Spins cotton. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever that shit is made out of. Spin in linen. <laughs> so to the point of the disagreement about whether or not they need to leave. I'm just like, why don't you go to the door? And just dig your fucking way out. Like, why don't you just pull? Like, it's not like half the building fell down in front of the door. It's it's a TV amount of rock pile. It's tiny rocks, tiny rocks. Um, if it were if it were me, I would actually start digging out toward the door and probably succeed. And I've I've got an autoimmune disease. <laughs> I think I could do it. <laughs> It's like I hurt myself by moving books from one bookshelf to another today, but I still feel like I could move those rocks out of the way. Well, and shit, and even yeah, and and, and there's and there's ways to have controlled demolitions. You know, there's there's yeah. ways to 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 work with brick. 
you know, to like create holes and things like that. Come on. Like, think, Come on. this is a brick building. Like you, you can, you can get yourself out of it. Like just relax. Yeah. But instead they stay and the grossest thing happens to Sam. The oh. thing falls on her. No, no. Oh. No, no, look, look, look. The, if you so want to talk gross. about Teal'c being useless this episode, <laughs> talk about this scene because they're just, they're, they are, I don't know what it is. Are, are they sleepy? I don't know what's going on, but the creature just lazily falls on Carter and Teal'c just watches. I he's, know. Oh, it's part sloth too. It's very sloth. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. But Teal'c, yeah, he's just, he's, he, he literally just watch it, watches it <laughs> fall on it. It doesn't move. Doesn't, doesn't react. Doesn't do anything. He he's, oh I don't know what, if he's on a prescription, a new prescription of some kind. Yeah. I didn't know. Like, and they were like, probably the bottle says, do not go on SG one. Yeah, yeah, don't go until into you ziggurat. Know how, until no you know how this, <laughs> no operate a ziggurat until you know how this medication will affect you. Yeah. I feel like if Sam Carter had been like, Tilk, help me, he would have been like, oh, my God, I will. Well, Tilk is but, also a soldier and is supposed yeah. to react quickly to things like this. And I don't, yeah, he's a sleep, sleepy dog over there. But what, he makes up for it. He makes up oh, for it. Because he goes ballistic on this rubber creature. But yeah. Jesus Christ, Tilk, like he gets in there and he's just he's just stabbing the fuck out of it. And uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, there's no symbiote in here. It's gone. Right. And and they're like, and, and neither of us sense one anyway, right? Uh, do, you, do you sense mine? No. Do you sense mine? No. I don't sense mine. Do you sense mine? I don't sense mine. Here's the thing. <laughs> if they can't stand in front of 10 people and tell which one has, has a gould in it, then how can Sam say, I don't sense anything later when she's standing next to Teal'c who has a gould? Oh, oh, well. She should be like, she should be all fogged up. It's all- She's like, oh, I can't tell because uh, there's a gould right next to me. So it's yeah. hard for me to pick up any other Gould vibes. And also, this is the first episode I believe that Teal can sense Goulds. I'm like, what? Well, and also the thing is, can Teal sense his own? Do you fog yourself up? You know yeah, what I'm saying? This How's this is work? the wildest episode. Okay. So any hoozles, it is radio <laughs> that they've killed the beast. Nobody worry. We're sure there's only one. By the way, the Gould is gone. That's Good news slash bad news. Yeah. Because that means it found a host. Reluctantly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Well, it's weird. <laughs> well, it's weird because it's like, it's like we know the goal. They the the shrimp can they can scat, they can skitter around by on by themselves for a bit, for a little bit. Although, to be fair, Teal is right. He's like, they they don't like to do that. And also it's really dusty in here dirty yeah like they don't they want, don't want sand in their vagina you no, 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 no. if you can avoid it you do that's what i can tell you well immediately well we know it's not us we know it's not each other right so have fun welcome welcome to the thing 2.0 goodbye yeah and, and and <laughs> off and o'neill is awesome yes this most annoying standoff of the kernels <laughs> yeah they just <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it's humorous. I, I don't it know if is. it was played well, for humor, but it's funny. Tori. Yeah. I just want you to know, I know I'm not the Gould. Oh. But I'm worried about you. Mm, well, I know I'm not the Gould. So mm, I'm thinking you I might feel like, be. Mm, I feel like that's what you'd say if you were the Gould. Well, you know, you 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 think that I would think that, that that would be what I would say, but I would say the same about what you would think that I would think that you would say. I hear you. Here's the thing. I resent you more than anybody else in this tomb. So I am going to do confirmation bias 
and Rhett, go back and think of all. I think you're the ghoul because I would love it if I you saw, would be the ghoul. I see you got a gun right there. Well, I got a yeah. gun right here. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my gun in such a way as I will shoot you right in the neck. <laughs> yeah, I have a yeah because there's a laser sight. <laughs> yeah, you see it on Zuka. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they yeah they stand off immediately. That's that's really and they funny. stay like that. Which makes sense because if they, they, first of all, each of them, they want the other one to be the ghouled because they would love to shoot each other. They Ooh. go, they both have, they're old enough to have like some cold war beef. It's distracting. It's, it's detrimental to the entire mission. The fact, first of all, I don't know if they both have cold war beef. I think Zukov has McNeil specific beef because McNeil's a fucking asshole. And therefore Zukov is like, I hate you, dude. And I hope that I can shoot you. This puts everyone at risk because they are so sure they that it's one of them. So was O'Neill right when he said to daddy, let's not do this? Right? He may have been right in the sense that he was like, let's not do this because I promise my attitude will never be better than it is today. You're right. Yeah. Like ultimately it's it's the correct statement to make <laughs> maybe not for the right reasons but like it probably just shouldn't have happened at least not with SG1 because, yeah because Deanna Troy made it quite clear in the other episode that the Russian army knows O'Neill like there's his there's some sort of history there and the fact that O'Neill uh, also really hates Russian like some shit when special he's special forces he probably did some crazy right. shit probably in Russia this other fucker is probably also special forces because they're going oh, after yeah. they're going to rescue Russian special forces, which, again, McNeil Max explains to daddy, a general, <laughs> what 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 they're like. Oh, well, yeah, they're, they're badasses that, yeah, they'll never leave a post. They'll never. You know, yeah, I don't know. It sounds I almost know. I mean, I don't know. Be careful, McNeil. It sounds like you respect them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways. Well, Valentino finds tools. It, it becomes pretty obvious, like, yeah, there, there's one other person with the arm covered in green camo, uh, and that's Valarin, and he's grabbing the gold handgun in a little pocket. Yeah, so listen, I fully thought it was Zukov until this, and I was like, oh, I feel like a dipshit. I fell into the McNeil trap. <gasps> I just thought, I thought it was Zukov because I'm just like, yeah, he's weird. I don't like it. Yeah, I bet it's him. I know it's not McNeil. It could never be. Oh, well, you know what? Daniel is not Carter's best friend because when she, she did not, they did not radio Daniel because he's just still fucking around. Like he never got right. radioed about nobody, the Goa'uld. Nobody tells Daniel that the Goa'uld is now in a person. Awesome. Yeah. So he's just sitting there. Tilk and Carter roll back to him and... <laughs> Tilk's like, yes. Uh, and it tells him the full thing. Because <laughs> so, so when Tilk and Carter and there, Tilk's like Daniel, and I know it's not well, and you're good because I know that I don't sense anything now that I'm in this room. And Carter is just like, I don't either, I don't either, I don't either, Tilk. Like, it, go and rewatch it. It's like that Buddy and Spike cartoon. It's like, I don't either, I don't either, Tilk. Daniel, you're safe, you're safe. And yeah, she's running around and going, "What do we do today, Tilk? What do we do today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, 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 huh." <laughs> That's so funny because they they approach Daniel Jackson with guns out. Oh yeah, um, and and he's and he's oblivious. He's like, oh, what what is this? So listen, how? Tell me, I have another question about my memory. Can Teal sense ghouls? Is this some canon? I 
that was like, what? He can do that? Like, how could I forget that? And then I was like, no, he can't. Because remember when he tied everybody up by the pond? Because he's like, well, one of you could be a Gould now because you've been near the water where the Gould are swimming. And since I can't know which one of you could be a Gould, I'm just going to tie you all up. And I'm going to move on to get Daniel Jackson because I know I'm not a Gould. Do you remember that? I Well, I do. Uh, but he, he ultimately knows who the Gould is. Yeah, how it's implemented is weird. And I think it's only just for dramatic effect because they, they want to do that, like the thing trope. They want they want to do like who, you know, who's the secret uh, thing. They want to do that, but it's hard thing, when you have the thing. Good call. Not just <laughs> one, but apparently two Gouldars, you know, uh, in your crew. <laughs> Listen, I just th- I feel like it's muddy. Yeah. And it's. I find it, I find it really difficult to remember what they can and can't do. And so sometimes I'm like, well, they're just doing that because it's convenient either again to fill time or because they want it to be true for a particular story. Oh shit. And you know what? This episode's going down for me because that makes me think it's like they could have had a cool story episode here where no one knows who the gold is. They could have had a really cool one. They're all trapped together. They could have, it could have been a whole thing. They couldn't, they couldn't because they had to spend all of their time talking about teeth marks on bones. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And looking at rubber chickens (laughs) and cutting them apart. And, and, and and talking about the cold war. Yeah. Which is fine. And that that would have been a whole nother element. Like (sighs) that element was kind of cool. I did sort of like that. This sort of like, where they're both paranoid at each other. It, what, yeah, what did I, I think I write at some point. Is this a metaphor? Like, that? that's kind of cool, but it's just, it, yeah, they don't spend enough time on it. They spend too much time talking about Jolinar. Yeah, and they spend too many times on briefings because I feel like the whole, well, <laughs> the Russians are coming could have been like 20, 15 seconds, maybe, in Daddy's office. <laughs> no, and you, no, they, they spend, we didn't even talk about it. They spent, there's a whole other scene in Daniel's office. Where, where <sighs> O'Neill and Carter, O'Neill's like, I can't believe they're coming. Anyway, yeah, fuck. Like, I'm sorry, everybody. I I just want it to be like better. Listen, I just watched an episode of Strange New Worlds that cross pollinated with fucking Lower Decks, and I wasn't real thrilled about that shit either. So, it's not just Stargate. Also, Demolition Man pissed me off because that could have been a cool as fuck movie, and it was very stupid. <laughs> wasted potential wow well wow. that that's some early 90s uh <laughs> grief right there holy <laughs> shit well so yeah well we now know who the goal world is kind of i mean because uh, Val- valarin rolls into the room where the colonels are who are still pointing guns at each other it's probably been a half an hour oh my god they haven't so moved. this it's so funny to me. So yeah, we go through the whole thing where it's like, they won't take their guns off each other. And McNeil's like, Hey, dumb, dumb. This could also be the Gould. So Valerian root is like, yeah, you're right. I am the Gould. And his G face is so fucking funny to me. And he just maintains it. And every yes. time they, they, they shoot back to him, I'm like, that is so, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, it's hilarious. Yeah, I know. 
flared nostrils. That's what yeah, I look at this. I think this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I nailed it, everybody. You can't see it. Well, we've it, already but... established that Marduk, I mean, he's been in some sort of rubbery cryptid uh, horse crab creature for oh, the last three he forgot how to make faces. years. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about making human faces. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, Quick aside, the other guys are finding where the, the rings are so that they can ring out of there later. But it's a late, oh, late yeah. idea, but good idea. Anyway, back to this scene. He just shoots, he shoots O'Neill with the handgun well, immediately. No, he doesn't. The first thing he does is he picks up this weapon and practice this gun and practically starts licking it. He's like, wow, look at your gun. And he's like, I can tell. Speaking of like, we've just excused all of his weird bullshit as like, well, he was cray cray and not thinking clearly because he was stuck in this creature for like thousands of years. Yeah. Okay. And yet he's like, well, look at this weapon I've never seen before. First of all, I know it's a weapon. Well, I guess he would because he's got this is okay. Mm. Mm. He's like, mm. remember, I have all of the information and knowledge that this human guy had. Yeah. But then he's also like, instead of just going, so I understand this weapon. He's like, I don't know what this weapon is, but it's obvious to me it inflicts pain and death. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? First of all, either you know what it is because you have that guy's mind or you don't know what the fuck it is. And there's no way, you know, it inflicts pain. Like he, 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 he's a, he's a weird motherfucker. He's a weird motherfucker. I just, it's, uh, it's fucking sloppy to me. Does this show ever make you mad for these reasons mm. that like I'm mad about because you're like, it could be better. Or are you just like, wow, why don't you take a chill pill, Sarah? And just like, enjoy the escapism offered, which is probably why you liked it the first time you watched it. And the second time you watched it when you weren't taking notes. That's probably it. <laughs> have I answered my own question? I don't know. You have to tell me. You'll have to tell me. Uh, well, look, uh, yeah. Valarin, a.k.a. Mark Duck. Yeah. You know, O'Neill's down because he hit him with the hand cannon. He's talking to Zukov and he's like, look, you have the eye of Tiamat. I know you do. That was your orders. Yeah. That was your secret orders. And Zukov tries to. Pull it up. He's like, nah, what, what, are, what, are, you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? But no, you, you can't and that's lie. when he's like, oh, but I have all this motherfucker's memories. I mean, I didn't remember gun <laughs> or maybe I did. Maybe I'm just being weird to freak you guys out. But here's the thing. So he knows the relationship between McNeil and Zukov. Mm -hmm. And yet he's like, OK. I'm going to kill this motherfucker that you were just hoping to kill when I walked in the room, unless you give me the prize. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the tomb that's, prize. That's not a great. <laughs> or I'm going to fucking kill this guy who you hate. Yeah. 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 And immediately Zukov's like, no, no, I have the eye of Timon. I have, you can you know, have it. Yeah. I hate him, but I respect him. No, no, never. Uh, well, and then Zukov. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how, I don't know how smart this is. I mean, I guess it sort of works, but he's like, fine, fine. Take it. And he, <laughs> and he hands him a grenade. grenade. And I just like how I get, and I guess well, like that escalated. Like, first of all, he's like, I can't let him kill McNeil because I can't let anybody else die because of my stupid fucking mission that I don't agree with. But he basically almost kills McNeil with this move as well as himself I mean, and Marmaduke. And like, here's the thing. If Marmaduke has all of Valerian's memories, then I want to know why he would take a fucking grenade. Again, again, think think about it. The, uh, Marduk's he's, been he's a, confused. A, a, a rubber chicken. 
for three K years. He's just he's a little slow right now. He's catching back up because he and I think the actor pulls it off pretty well because he grabs it and he's and he still he still has that. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, we gave it to. Oh, I'm trying to oh, I'm trying to process. It blows up. Blow up. They they do show uh, there's a frame where like it looks like his body is completely disintegrated. There's like this like spray of blood mist, and then everything's and then obviously the brick above them, everything starts fucking collapsing. Everything's collapsing in that room. Holy shit! Do you think? Do you think? Okay, so in the seconds, the precious seconds, where Teal'c said. Oh, I can sense that Daniel Jackson isn't a Gould. Instead of having Sam Carter go like, oh my God, oh my God, I know, steam, steam, steam. They could have used that time to be like somewhere in there, put, okay, it may be in a human host, but it's going to be, keep in mind, everyone, it's going to be probably wildly uncoordinated and confused. Because it's been in a rubber chicken for 3,000 years. I mean, I, <laughs> that would have been nice because we're just making that up. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, because I, the, the actor that plays Valarin, I think he kind of does it pretty well. Like he, because he's weird. He's super weird about it. But we're having to guess as to why. True. And we could be wrong. Like, this is like going on a date with some dude and he's like, oh my God, you're the coolest babe ever. I like you so much. And then he's like, Maybe I don't. And you're like, I'm so confused. Let me make up ideas about what's going on. Well, and also I was going to say uh, what I thought you were going to say with Tilk's thing is once they figure out Daniel's not the go at Wold, why don't they go look for O'Neal? <laughs> they don't. Because Tilk, okay, so Tilk is mad at O'Neal, at McNeil because, <laughs> because he's getting him back. He didn't radio he didn't, Listen, so like, yeah, so when McNeil didn't invite Teal to his birthday party, Teal's like, fuck if I'm going to invite him to my birthday yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Sam's like, I don't even know. Like, I am so confused about what our status is. Like, I'm, it's not going to be me. I'm not going to go find him. So if you're not going to go find him and you're not going to go find him, I'm not going to go find him. And Daniel Jackson was like, I cannot leave the sarcophagus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Now that the grenade's gone off, uh, oh. Valarin and Zukov are buried. O'Neill can get the hell out of there, and he rolls. He does. He rolls back to the main room, where the rings are. What? What? Where Teal'c is, who comes out of the shadows holding a Zat gun on O'Neill's ass, like right <laughs> quick. Because you're right. Like he's pissed. He's pissed O'Neill. He's like, and he almost, almost, uh, hating what's coming out of his mouth. He's like, he's not a gold. I know. Like how many people wanted to shoot McNeil for being a ghoul this episode? We're disappointed to find out he wasn't a host. Teal sounded kind of disappointed. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Well, and so they're like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. GTFO. And McNeil's like, no, there's one thing I need to do first. And I'm like, hey, you know, the ghouls don't die easy, right? Like you should defo get out of there ASAP. But it turns out he's a very good idea. It's a big risk, though, but it's a good idea, I, which is to plant C4 around the ring well, so that they can really make sure that they kill Marduk before they leave. I mean, that's just good soldiering. Finish, <laughs> you finish the mission, the ad hoc mission that you made up halfway through the other mission. Am I wrong? That's just good soldiering. That's, a, that's <laughs> another title for any of these episodes, any episode of Stargate Issue 1. That's just good soldiering. 
Uh, well, I mean, I found it a little, little much personally because, yeah, they 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 get in there, they're in they're inside the outline, and mm-hmm. then Valarin rolls in. They didn't kill him. The grenade didn't kill him. He comes back pretty much intact. Right, and you just said you'd seen him blown apart in a frame. I I I, I swear to God, it looked it, it, it was Peter Deluise trying to show someone being eviscerated. He looks dusty. He looks like maybe Some he was blood, in a, a little jeep, bit of blood. like like he was a passenger in a jeep driving down an unpaved road in the summer. Not like he just got blown apart. Yeah, and then and 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 it's we- and it's weird because he comes in. And he's like, "I will have my revenge," and it, it's sort of for fucking what? What for from these guys? From these what? guys didn't do the thing. God, this guy, like, I really just need one sentence that's like, so this ghoul is going to be, first of all, he was a crazy motherfucker before he was in the sarcophagus and trapped as that animal for thousands of years. He's not going to be making sense. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that I will have my revenge. That's like, that's like a delayed 3000 year delayed pronouncement. Right. He's totally he's totally in a um, flashback. <laughs> he's like, he thinks he's looking at his priests. And he's like, oh, my God, taking it, he's got mis- misplaced anger, misdirected anger and all that. So anyway, yeah, instead of I think so, like in a lot of episodes, what would happen is McNeil would be like, let's put down some C4 before we ring out. And Carter would be like, gotcha, sir. Duh. Already done that because I'm could have your job. Jesus, but that's not a this lot time. of C4. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they put um, a fuck ton of C4 by the door where they think uh, Marduk's going to come through and Marduk does come through and they wait for him to come through. And uh, then they, they do manage to ring out just as the explosions are happening. Yeah. The timing is pretty perfect. And, but, oh man, that, yeah, they, to, to, I guess, kill this go out. they, yeah, they destroy that beautiful brick ziggurid. Ziggurad. I, Zatter- I, I guess it's worth it. Damn. Yeah. What's a ziggurad? Ziggurad. Is it like just a different kind of tomb, I guess? That's also <laughs> pyramid shaped. So anyway, we get like a third meeting. Yeah. A yeah. third fucking briefing. Yeah. And we've got because Zukov can't go, he's dead. So we've got his boss, I guess, like his daddy. Uh yeah. Talking to like our daddy with us in the room. In it's our very, base. Yeah. And it's like very awkward because listen. I had already noticed that three out of the four Russians died and zero SG-1 died. And as far as I can tell, the only reason a Russian lived so it was so that they could corroborate the story, which I don't know how she could do that. She was like venom passed out. Well, yeah, no, Tolanov is better. In fact, she, she's there at the beginning of the briefing, but then she leaves and gives O'Neill a little bit. She's like, you know, you know, Colonel O'Neill, you know, a little head nod, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, you, you know, they saved your life. No, it's great. And, but uh, this random Russian daddy. Daddy. I, I don't know. I don't understand this scene at all. Maybe I don't understand enough to not understand it. Like, it's just sort of like, the, okay, well, this happened. And so now we. Yeah. Why is he here? Are their he relations all, better or did worse? Did he fly all the way from Russia to have this meeting with daddy? And like. Why? And who fucked up this mission? Like, because this is weird. It's not like Russia's down the corner from fucking Colorado. <laughs> facts. Let's say facts. 
And w- in one sense, the dude is like, yeah, he brings all that up. Three out of the four Russians are dead. No one on your side's dead. Uh, yep. Like, this isn't looking good for he's you. He's also, he says a weird thing where he's like, oh, and what's her name corroborated your story for now. We'll talk to her again when we get her oh, back yeah, in Russia. Oh, yeah, that, that was super sus. Like, that was creepy. I'm like, can she get asylum? Because it sounds like you're going to fuck with her until she says what you want. Obviously. And she didn't do anything wrong. But then in the next breath, he's like, oh, man, I'm sh- I hope this doesn't hurt our relations. We want to keep working with you. So I'm like, what? What? How am I? Is he happy? Is he sad? What is happening? He's like accusing them of he's basically he literally accuses O'Neill of throwing the Russian team between the Americans and any threat. Yeah. And it's weird because daddy, he, he wants to keep relations going. He wants to keep it chill. So our daddy's talking to their daddy and we're in the room and somehow <laughs> our daddy we're lets O'Neal. us <laughs> Right. And our daddy lets us take over the meeting with the other with their daddy, even though we're saying wild shit yeah, like that, fuck you. Don't ever fucking come back here again. Fuck you. Yeah. And our daddy is just like, I'm fine with that. Not go to your room. Not you're not gonna get dessert unless you shut the fuck up, zip it. And like, he's antagonizing the fuck out of this guy. And I'm like, daddy is working hard on diplomat diplomacy here. And I'm like, I hate you. You stupid. You smell bad. I hate your face. And I don't know. And he's like, we're never going to work with you again. McNeil, who has no say in it, obviously, or they wouldn't have worked with them this time. He's like, well, I'm never going to work with you again. And then this other daddy, Russian daddy is like, threatens him with future collaboration. Yeah, Yeah, we, we, we are, we will. Yeah. Well, we're gonna. Mm. Yeah, and 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 then it ends, and then that's it. Talk talk about your your husband's thought about how these things end so quickly. <laughs> this episode. I think of him every. I think of him like every time. No, there was like one episode, the one with Cassandra almost dying, where they had like a happy little like Barney Miller ending, where everybody wraps it up and they do a little laugh <laughs> at camera. But like, they, they're all like this. They're just abruptly fucking over. Does that bother any of you out there? Like about this show? Do you like that aspect? Is it a feature? Is it a bug? It, I fucking don't like it. I was like, oh, okay, it's over. And that's probably why actually I watched so many of them because I was like, what? It's over? And it's like, I guess I'm going to keep watching because I wasn't ready for it to be over. They, they, hey, they, they knew the binge formula, the algorithm before binging was a thing. Prussian motherfuckers over there. Uh, Anyways, yeah. comforted by this? Comforted, Tori? Fuck, you know what? I wrote yes last night after watching it. I wrote yes, but talk, th- us talking? No, seriously. I, I Yeah, because the only reason I had that I was comforted was I thought the ziggurat was cool. Oh, it was cool. I, that, think, that's it, though. I, I, am I, am I, I ruining my the show answer? for... Is the am I ruining? Yeah, of course. Am I ruining the show for others <laughs> or just you? No, no, no. You're not ruining anything. But like, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Was I comforted by the actual show itself? I don't know. You know what? I'm I'm changing my answer. No. All right. No. No, I I wasn't comforted because us talking made me realize all sorts of things. Uh, and besides, they blew up that sweet building. So fuck it. No, I'm not comforted. What about you, Sarah? Were you comforted by this episode? Obviously. no it was the whole thing was like a scary movie which is not comforting (laughs) and i just like as 
I just like the whole thing's like littered with questions for me. Which is it like the episode doesn't make it requires way too much work to try to make it make sense. Ooh. Okay. All right. All right. Well, folks, that's that's what that this episode is. We we weren't we weren't super comforted. Holy shit. No. Tori, who'd yeah. you be? Who'd you not be? Who'd you be like? I guess so. Oh, are you talking about my yit, my knit, and my mitt? I think I'm talking about <laughs> your yid, your knit, and your mid. Your, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, my yid is Daniel Jackson. Okay. Uh, he had a hell of a lot of fun in this episode. Yeah, he never, he, I almost put him because he never even seemed nervous. Like he never seemed like he felt in danger. Yeah, no, he had a lot of fun. He, yeah, he was just reading shit, uh, opening doors, uh, collecting sweet journals. He was doing his thing and it was his, his cup overfloweth. And then... The thing with the sarcophagus, the fact that there was a sarcophagus was there. I didn't even calculate that into my answer. And it was the thrill of I could. I could. Yeah. He's just, and I win he's either just... way. I win if I do because I do. And I win if I don't because I win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, my net is everyone's lungs. <laughs> oh, they're going to have black boogers. Because that shit dusty. That yeah. was brick dust everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and then my met is American Russian relations. Uh, only met because I didn't understand where we stood in that last scene. <laughs> well, so dear readers, darling readers, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. will, if you, if you will, I, I am going to suggest, so this is 2001, but it is early 2001 or it's summer 2001. <gasps> oh, yes. So yeah, yeah. let's oh, see. So God. we haven't had 9-11. It's, and we don't have a Cold War. And the United States, it's this weird little bit of time where there's no big bad. Oh, my God. You're so right. So they had to borrow. They had to just be like, well, let's just say tensions are still weird. Like that. We're like, oh, no, we're good relations. But that the tensions are still weird. And let's just pretend Russia is still a superpower because they do have a fuckload of nukes. Mm. And probably mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. some Soviet, maybe they've got, we'll just, we'll just say they've got some Soviet system still functioning, mm -hmm. which maybe, maybe not because like with what money, but like, yeah. Oh, it's, oh my it's God. We're, we're close though. We're close to nine 11 to nine 11. Isn't it just creepy? Oh, and, and it, and it shows and it shows. Well, it does. Well, well, in terms of when they aired, when the episodes aired. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow <laughs> this is gonna be fun <laughs> all right all right well all right sarah we i need i need to know yeah if you had a yid nid or mid for yourself for this episode yeah yeah my yid is uh the russian lady and because oh. every time i see any yeah. situation like this in a tv or movie i'm like so that person who is now like, I guess I'm just going to have to lie here for the rest of the episode. And you guys are going to have to be tense and take care of me and get us out of this. And then they get out of it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's who I want to be <laughs> like the, the, the pillow queen of misadventures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, my nid is the, the ghouled Marmaduke. Um, Oh, yeah, fuck that situation mm. for all the things we talked about. Mm -hmm. Mostly being a rubber chicken for thousands of years. <laughs> and my mid is Tilk. 
I did not, I did not write down why, but I imagine because the yid half of that is he's still teal. The nid half of that is he never gets to say or do anything. Yeah. And, or maybe it's because the yid is he's not McNeil's best friend. And the nid is he's not McNeil's best friend. I don't know. No, I, I, I almost had teal as my mid. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. We're coming to the same. Hey, uh, just, just, uh, uh, quick side notes. Uh, Lieutenant Tolinev uh, was uh, played by Jen Haley or Hallie in Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Oh, that's why I was like, God, she looks really familiar. Okay. Played uh, Mad Dog Celix, uh, which I, God, I, again, I know I remember so little. I, I have to rewatch this show. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I went, so I've watched it fully twice and only got partway through the third watch because I was watching it with my husband and he was like, I can't tell. It's so confusing. I think it's a little bit of, he got bored. It was too tense and he, it was too hard to stop watching. And he was worried about like, he, he, that Portlandia skit about about them watching Battlestar Galactica and losing their jobs (laughs) and going after Edward James bladder infections. That's what I remember. Yeah. That really impacted him. He saw that way before he saw it. He was like, it is hard to stop watching. So we never finished it. I watched it when Netflix still mailed out DVDs. (gasps) Yeah. And so I would be, I would just be like, I can't believe I have to send this back and wait for another fucking DVD. (laughs) Um, um, yeah, that's that. Okay, so uh, all right. well, yeah, folks, that's the end of that episode. We've we've uh, fully dissected the tune. We blew it up out of out of existence, but we got yeah. something else for you. Right? Is it come try it? Oh no, we oh, we we kind of want to talk about the next episode. You know I saying? just didn't remember which was which happened first. That's fine. We kind of want to we we want to talk about the uh, the episode that uh, apparently. Uh, played four days before my birthday in 2001 oh mm-hmm. oh yeah your birthday is kind of coming up yeah oh man imdb wants to know out of 10 stars how i would rate sg1 Ooh, okay folks this what is do the, i do i don't know how, how what how what are you feeling well because sometimes i'm like i think it is i remember sometimes i'm like tori is this a fan cast and now i'm like no it's a make it make sense cast so here's the thing though is that it, you have to be kind of legit. Like if you put a 10, it'll just bring up Stargate every time you bring up the app. If you put it lower, it might not. And that'll, that'll make uh, it harder to inhibit. Find. Yeah. The, the, the logistics. So you have to choose between the meta and your actual feelings. What are you going to do? I would say, I think, listen, <laughs> the show's pretty mid. <laughs> This so not, I can well, choose. It's not, nid. it's not nid, ladies and gentlemen. No, that's right. So I can choose. It's this is a good Likert scale where there's no middle number. I have to pick. I have to fall one side or the other. So I can pick five or I can pick six. I'm gonna do six. Ooh, okay. I mean, I'll give it a seven. Listen, I'll just say this. I've been in kind of a shitty mood, so I I <laughs> I could believe that I'm underrating it. I'll give it a seven. Okay. Awesome. Um, all right. But we have, what, what do we got on deck? What do we got on deck, Well, what Sarah? we have is Stargate SG-1 Season 5, 
episode nine Ugh. between two fires. Yeah. Oh my God. You know who does good ones? Trekkie for Christ. After the death of Omok, the Tolan assert that they are now ready to trade technology with the Tauri. Negotiations go smoothly, a little too smoothly. SG-1, with the assistance of Nareem, I think that's the guy Carter gave her cat to, Yeah, investigate the death of Omok and the Kyria's deception of the Tolan people. I'm kind of excited for that. You know, shake up the Tolan friendship a little bit. I would much rather watch an episode with the Tolan than some of the listen here's what I like about the Tolan they're an indoors kind of people oh facts it is so tidy and inside on Tolana <laughs> and yeah. every other planet is dusty and pine needly as fuck yeah yeah, yeah yeah the Nox are just straight up hippies living oh in I know the dirt. I want to do and that like I do like, okay, what I like about Knox style hippies is you do get to be in the woods and it's like several degrees cooler than not in the woods, but it's not, so it's better than dusty, mm -hmm. but it's not as good as inside. And the Asgard have horrible food. The yeah. worst. Yeah. And they somehow they're kind of like, they look slimy, but they, I suspect they're dry to the touch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, weird. Mm, it's it's oogie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. Sweet. Uh, come try a something. Oh, shit. Come try a gentleman. Come try a Patreon, motherfuckers. <gasps> oh, yeah. Come try a giving us your money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, if you have money to give. Yeah, if you got you got a little bit of extra a month, folks, you know, think about, you know, maybe think about uh, throwing us some of those bones. Uh, keep this shit going. We got some polls. We got some bonus episodes. We're going to be rocking out. Um, we're new to it. Uh, we're, we're figuring it all out, but it, it's, uh, it's happening. And uh, it's, it's been great so far. And if you're like me... IDK what extra money means because none of it ever feels extra but um, you know $5 is a lot in some budgets in many budgets it's never missed you know if you're not going to miss it we're missing it <laughs> my, <Okay>. uh, <laughs> my mother has what she's called she calls a $5 bucket uh huh uh, you, you know yeah just every $5 cash puts it in there whatever oh every time I mean, she gets a five dollar bill yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. man she 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 just paid off like some big thing with her car with it that stuff works nice yeah so think of it like that folks you know it's, mm -hmm. we're a five dollar bucket and think of instead of a major mechanical issue with tori's mother's car think about tori's laptop oh. an integral part of making this show <laughs> Yeah, and then and then coming out the other side, we're gonna be you know, we're gonna be watching some slightly related things. Uh, yeah, get a little bit of extra stuff. Some, some we're, entertainment. We're gonna, make, we're gonna make some paywall shit. Yeah, paywall but shit. none of it's gonna be an. Ep we would never do that. We would never be like, oh, did you want to know what we thought of episode fifteen? Well, it's behind a paywall. Oh yeah, it's all it's all optional. You know, it's optional stuff. You don't you don't need to hear it, but you know. 
extra contacts. We haven't made it yet, but I bet you'll be missing out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, gonna be, um, it's going to be great, we think. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, those those seem pretty easy, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sarah's on a leash uh, somewhere, <laughs> and Mike Tyson might be hunting me, but I can't really tell because he sucks at it. That's Basically, he's tied. He's tied a rag around his head. He's just kind of smoking weed in the woods. Yeah, easy. And you're just sitting somewhere hiding. Yeah, easy. And he's not hunting you at all. All right, folks. Well, you know, you've learned a lot about us in that last segment, and uh, we're glad that you are here and have been listening to this episode. Please listen to some more episodes on our website, theseventhsymbol.com or uh, any other podcast streaming apps of your choice. I think we're pretty much on uh, most major ones at the moment. And also, um, I know, listen, I know how cool we sound. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh my God, they're so popular. They don't want to hear from me. No, uh-uh, big fat super dork. So please provide us with a little human contact. Email us at verticalwateringhole at gmail.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but but only nice things. Yep. If you have something mean to say about us, like whisper it into a jar and close the lid. Mm, and then throw the jar into a, a recycle bin. Yes, thank you. Good, 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 good job. <laughs> I was like, no, no, not the ocean. Not the landfill. What's he going to say? Oh, he said the cycle jar. Again, I live in Seattle. Yeah. I can wear a leash, but I've got to recycle. Yeah. Yeah. People judge you on these things. Uh, All right, folks. Well, yeah. Um, Well, thanks for joining us at the Vertical Watering Hole. We hope you were comforted like we've been. And uh, I guess until next time. Oh, holy Hannah. Holy Hannah. Bye. There's nothing physically wrong with them, or at least nothing I can